Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Fumbles not included. Uh, If you're going to look at a game coming up, I don't know, and my team is there, I would take the over on fumbles. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Go do it. Are you? Did you do it? Come on. And use code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, welcome to That's Good Broncos. Uh, uh, you might you might notice uh, Will Keys got a lot stronger, fitter, grew out his beard quickly, and so he's joining me today. His name is Derek Wolf, uh, but I swear to God, it is actually Will Keys as Derek Wolf. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining me. Um, and another horrible Broncos loss. Oh. Um, Piss poor. Yes. Piss poor. Piss poor. We're my okay. First question: Did you think maybe we would see some sort of spark on the offense, something that looked like a more competent NFL offense with Brett Rippon coming in, and not even like as a knock on Russ, but like let's just say Russ is as hurt as it he appears. That a change up there might be good, and we might be talking about uh, the Broncos' offense looking better with Brett Rippon, and instead, it's it looks bad no matter what they do. That's my take. If I'm if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm like so thankful that this happened. <laughs> yeah, because now some of the heat can come off of him. Yeah, because look, it's it's clearly bad, bad offensive play calling. I mean, that is. I, you got receivers that are just – it looks like people just don't really know what they're doing. Greg Dulcich looks good, though. Yeah, that's that was my, that's my literal only, like, bright spot. Besides the defense every week, uh, I was like, hey, great. There's some – some might be there with Greg Dulcich. 
and listen, this defense, here, take it from somebody who knows from experience. Playing great defense and having no offense, it's going to – that defense will get worn down really fast. Yeah. you. I mean, how – Sorry. How much does that affect the? Oh, look at that. Hi. Hello. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Roxy. Roxy, nice to meet you. So, any Broncos fan coming in here angry and upset, you can't be upset right now. Yeah, how could you be mad? She just knows. puts it all into perspective. All right, go go eat your dinner, babe, please. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. Um. What was I going to say? Like, how how long, like, how how hard is that on a locker room when one side of the ball is carrying the weight week after week after week? It, well, it starts to become like a, you know, it, it'd be one thing if every now and then they just showed up and went and drove the ball down and won the game, right? Right. Like, how many times do they need to be put in position to go win the game and not win the game? That's what keeps happening. They keep giving them opportunities to, like, show what your offense can do. Right. Like, hack. This is on Hackett. That's who this is on. Like, I mean, there's a lot of good coaches on that staff. And yeah. Clearly just what, I mean, he's wasting an entire football season. And I think it starts in training camp. I think that in training camp, they didn't do one-on-ones. They weren't competing enough. So now they're out there competing and it's like, people are getting hurt because they're not. Right. And I'm all for like chilling in camp. Right. Like, taking it easy, not putting yourself in a, in a comfortable position. But it looks to me like he was maybe a little too easy on these guys because, I, and, and I can understand why, because he was coming into a situation where Vic Fangio was hated. Right. I mean, despised amongst the players. And he, so he was like, oh, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm just gonna be everybody's friend. Well, I think it's time to put your foot down, buddy. And like, you know, let's, let's figure out what we're going to do here as an offense, because right now the future looks grim. Yeah. It's, it like they can't run the ball in ways that are effective to set anything else up. The passing game at first, it looked like it might be working a little bit better. I like that. They got Jerry Judy more involved in, in the passing game, but after a while, and I, I it's hard to put a lot on Brett Rippon to come in here and save the team, but the longer the game went on and when they had chance after chance to get, into the red zone, uh, take advantage of opportunities, and you just see it again. And what I can't understand is how it's transcended, like, let's say it is Hackett, but it's been like everything after 2015. It's like been the same story, except for, I'd say that first season with Simeon, uh, you know, the offense would pull its weight from time to time, and you guys had a winning record. But after that, it's, no matter what they do, it's just the offense can't deliver, and the defense is really good through half of the season. And then once you get to a point where you're getting nothing from the offense, like the defense at some point is not going to keep playing at this level, just based on being, you run out of tired, fucking tired, put everything out there. Yeah. The whole scheme is out there. So people know how to scheme you up because like a playbook is only so big, right? You only have so many different things up your sleeve as a defense. And yeah, you got to play solid, consistent defense, right? Against the run. But it doesn't matter. They can scheme up different routes. And you play a team like Kansas City, like, I mean, we're not even close to competing. No. Like, we're barely competing against, Mart, like, very average teams. Yeah, we've gotten lucky with the and schedule. Imagine, and Imagine if we had, like, a middle-of-the-road defense. We'd be oh, it would be horrible. We'd just be getting blown out, which, I mean, 
as a fan watching, I almost would rather have that because <laughs> I've have hope every game. I'm like there it's even down to the last, you know, two minutes of that game, they were they had chances. Well, and they couldn't convert seconds. He almost throws a pick. He almost he throws a pick that should have been called an interception. Like yeah. TJ Mosley intercepted that ball. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent Can't believe they gave him another chance. No, they they call it the well, and that's the other thing. It's like on top of all. Like the offense being bad, the I feel like the Broncos have no luck. They've caught they've caught zero bl- breaks. No, they're all season. They're cursed. They are cursed. Hundred percent cursed. Do you know a good way to end a curse? <laughs> well, maybe some sage. Take a bird, some sage in there. Sage. Yeah. What like? There's uh There's got to be some sort of rare animal blood that you can find hunting that would help in the curse. Well, apparently Russell Wilson has Wolverine blood, so he does. Um <laughs> he needs which X-Men had the best arm. He needs to get their blood. Um I feel like as far as like accuracy and throwing stuff was Gambit, right? With the cards. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Okay. Bring Just... in yeah, channel Gambit's arm. <laughs> and like there's some trickery there. Need some trickery in the offense. That might save them. Well, yeah, I mean, it's predictable. Extremely predictable offense. Yeah. Well, and we're not going for first downs, first of all. So, like, he's complete. Like, Rip was throwing these passes that were completed that could have been first downs, but the receivers aren't at the sticks. Right. Why why even bother running a route under the sticks? Get get your route off. That was the the entire knock with Shermer, right? It's like – Every time we had third and seven, we'd get third and six. Yeah. Every time we had third and eight, we get third and we pick up five. And we just all blamed Pat Shermer for all of it. And now we're seeing like the exact same problems. It, I think part of it's coaching and part of it, we haven't had a quarterback who can transcend like mediocre co- coaching to bail you out in some of those situations. Yeah. It's everything is wrong. Well, that's what Peyton Manning brought to, to you, right? Like you had a Peyton Manning who could, he could make the checks that he needed to make. He could. Right. He could send. He could tell a receiver to just run a different route if he wanted to. Like you don't see any of that. You see them breaking the huddle and then hurrying up just to get the ball snapped. <laughs> like they can't even pick up simple blitzes. No, that was a huge problem last week against the Chargers. I felt like the line did a little bit better. I thought they were better in protection today. It felt like Rippin had more time. He was getting rid of the ball more quickly too. Yeah. Well, he was also Quentin Williams was like on him. I mean, he was laying the wood, so. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy's a beast. He's uh, man. You just contain him for as long as you can. Yeah. And. I, like, we we can't get a run game going. You know what I mean? We're It's two, three yards of pop. Like, we need just. It's okay to have those two, three-yard runs, but then, like, in between there, you need, like, a 10, 15-yard pop. Like, something, like, it's like they just get away from it too quick, you know? Instead of yeah. just staying with it. Just stay with that run game. Let them keep, you know, grinding them down. It's like anytime they have a not a great run, they just get away from it real quick and go straight to shotgun. And it's like, okay, you're giving away the pass every time. And if I'm a defensive lineman, I'm teeing off. When they just move into shotgun and you just know that no, they're throwing a ball. <laughs> and or they're running some weak, some weak inside zone run. Yeah, well, and even in this game, it was like if Mike Boone was, it felt like oh, he was going to have the hot hand. Like he ripped off a nice. I don't know, like a 20 yard run or something. Yeah. And it's talking about bad luck. It's like four plays later, he 
twists his ankle up or something. So, you know, he's hurt. So it's like the guy who might have given him a spark, gone. Gone. It's like, and then same thing on defense with Baron Browning. Yeah, he gets like, we're. It's like. Luke Gregory, like, well, hurt. shit, Baron Browning's the answer. This guy's great. And he, out with a hip injury today. So <laughs> I don't know, man. A hip pointer. Because if it's just a hip pointer, he'll be all right. What is a hip pointer? It's like a it's like a deep contusion, oh. which will heal. Yeah, I like how it's, they always like they soften the 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 severity of the injury by giving it a different name. So like hip contusion, that sounds like terrible to me. But it's if you call it a pointer, you're like, oh, but yeah, he can, he can come back from that. Well, it's really just a bruise, just a really deep deep bruise. Yeah. Deep bruise. Yeah. And- there at the joint where the joint like bends you know and it it's not easy you can't run or plan it because when you have a bruise right there all that blood pulls up and then when you try to plan on it it just goes weak so it's like you need to just let it heal how long is that it's probably like what a two-week thing to actually heal but you can it's maybe like, play the next week that's the thing everybody's different right like what kind of you know there's yeah. where i've had hit pointers where they kind of lingered for like three or four weeks and i've had them where it's like three or four days and they're gone you know it's, okay. It's just that you know how bruises are really unpredictable. Yeah. You can't predict what what's going to happen there. You know, just I mean, we've been just crushed by injuries. The only team worse than us when it comes to injuries is Baltimore. Are they piling up now too in Baltimore? Yeah. As I said, they would. I knew they would. Why is that? I think over there it has to, a lot a lot to do with their strength coach. Oh, does it? The way that they practice in training camp, like they they practice the way they go through training camp it's like they want to be the best they can be in the first four weeks of the season oh, okay building up and trying to be the best they can be in january which so is they need a little they need a little bit of hackett in their approach yeah well that's not the raven way right. <laughs> all over there the raven way is just to work until you can't walk is that you think that's on harbaugh then or oh, is yeah. that just yeah oh yeah which so you, I, like, I like Harbaugh if, a lot. I like Harbaugh a lot. I got a lot ton of respect for the guy. Like great coach, great uh locker room personality, great at connecting with players, but at the same time, you know, it's all right to work like that when you got a bunch of young guys, but when you got veterans on your team, you gotta chill out. Gotcha. And this team is all young guys. Right. So they should have been working in camp. Yeah, no, they they do have a young role. And that's like what we were excited about is Russ was the missing piece to take advantage of all the young offensive talent, and now it's all gone. I mean, <laughs> give say something to give me hope. If I'm Russell Wilson, well, here's some hope. I did talk to uh, to Brandon McManus earlier, and he said that Russ is like making an effort to try to connect with his teammates. Like he's actually making an effort. Like, well, that's he's, good. He's, because he has his own office, you know what I mean. So like, you probably and and that's the thing. People think he's up there just like goofing around. He's not Kyler Murray up there playing Call of Duty, you know. Like he's up there yeah. playing in, and he's watching film, and he's he's working. Like, he's not just yeah. goofing around, right? Like he's putting in the work. But so, but part of being a great quarterback and a great leader is connecting with your players, your team, yeah. in and not being a robot, you know. Like being, like I we understand. Like that's like everybody when you say something nice about Russell Wilson. Well, his work ethic. Nobody works like he does. Okay, great, but like I want to hear when he when you like leave somewhere after you've been there for ten years, what do people say about you? Right. Like, what do your teammates say about you? Like, were you a good dude? Were you a, a crazy person? Like, were you, you know, 
unrelatable. And that's like the worst thing you ever want to hear as a leader is that you are unrelatable. Yeah. Because if Peyton Manning can find a way to relate to people, and it didn't matter who you were on that team, you could. it, it didn't matter if you were a, an undrafted free agent practice squad guy, rookie, or a 10-year NFL vet that was a starter, he would relate to everybody in between. That I'm that's what I've heard about him from like multiple ex players who've played with him. Like they've talked about that a lot on McAfee. It's like everybody, like the guy who you should would think should be like the most detached from everybody was like the most welcoming. And yeah, I you know, like Russ's team, like they hear all the criticism. So maybe like part of that is getting through. And if all of this negativity turns into him being a better teammate and more of a leader in that, just like being real with the yeah. guys in the locker room. And which I can understand it being hard. For, like this guy's married to like a, she's a, like his, his wife's yeah. a superstar. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're, you're supposed to be the superstar NFL quarterback. And then your wife's a superstar. You have like this whole entourage of security guards and all this other stuff around. Like that is so out of touch with like yeah. the team. You know what I mean? Like nobody, like, Justin Simmons isn't pulling up with a security team. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we could start driving around on a golf cart today around the neighborhood and like stopped over at the house to see me, you know, like McManus did yeah, like, cause you get that time off before the game, you know, you come Yeah, home, that's hilarious. It's in like his, his kids came over and hung out with Roxy for a little bit. And, and we were awesome. Yes. And, but you know, it's like, you think Russell Wilson's doing anything like that? You think he's going around to his neighbors and saying, Hey, hi, you know, hi. No. He needs to host some barbecues. He needs to have the guys over. Like when after Manning was Von Miller, sort of that guy, like having people over <laughs> to connect people, or was it his house just like where people wanted to hang out? We, even when even when Peyton was there, that's we were at Vaughn's house. Yeah, Peyton wasn't at Vaughn's house. Well, yeah, I don't. If I don't you were married, coming over there. Vaughn's house was like the single house too. If you're a single guy. Oh yeah. Okay. The fun house to go to. I get it. Yeah. I that's okay. I would have like if I was a player, I would have been the guy who goes over to Vaughn's house to the single house and still leaves uh just alone. Uh the single guy, single, well, the single house. One alone regardless. <laughs> They're undesirables, all right? They're not the one you want to take them home. <laughs> Whatever, man. I would have fucked it up, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I would not have uh, had any game, um, but we don't need to talk about that. No. I'm a happily married man with a child. I have no need for that sort of pressure. Um, any Anything from this game that outside of Brett Rippon making things look better for Russell Wilson, because I think that's a good take. The defense solid. Okay, actually, let me say it this way. Do you think the Broncos are going to trade one of their key pieces, especially after losing this week? If I was if I was them, I would try to use Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy and Melvin Gordon. I would use those three guys to try to go get – first, you need another offensive lineman. Right. But there's really nothing out there on the – and they have some money. Like the Broncos still have some money, cap money, that they can pay somebody a little bit of money to, to come yeah, they in. They got Walmart money forever now, too. So Yeah, but that doesn't help with the cap. No, but it helps with bribes or under the table if that's an option. Well, 
if I was them, I'd just start buying a bunch of watches and stuff. Guys, watches. Because, I mean, look at today, right? You had, what, 6,000 no-shows? Oh, is that what? how many didn't show up today? Yeah. For an October game? Mm. <laughs> what do you have to do? <laughs> she has to poop. Hold on a second. <laughs> Come on. Derek Wolf in the middle of potty training. Well, maybe you've got to poop. Maybe you pooped your pants. Or maybe you pooped your pants with joy because you took a chance over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, my God. They will never sponsor me again. The NFL is in full swing at DraftKings. Official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. Again, if you're betting the Broncos, the under is your friend. If you are betting on this football team, take the under. It's the safest bet. Uh, you just use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings. Uh, you can maximize your payouts, stack them with some parlays. You know how this thing works. You use code what? DNVR down at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, and uh, you're going to get $200 in free bets with a $5 bet. Uh, you just got to pick the right team to win. Again, take the under on the Broncos. Bet against them at this point. They're going to London next. Who knows what's going to happen there? Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I turned potty, uh, your daughter going to the bathroom into an ad read. So it worked out perfectly. <laughs> She's like, I have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're about to do potty training. So, uh, I mean, it's, she's, she's pretty much like she can do it herself. She just, yeah, like, you pass that. tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. She probably gets it. I usually announce it when I got to go to. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got to. And then she would like, she's such, I don't know. She's hilarious, dude. She wants to like, if she takes a big poop. I like the reaction for me is like, Oh man, look at those turds. You know? <laughs> she's yeah. Trying, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, what should we talk about while Derek Wolf is away in the bathroom? Appreciate the super chats. Uh, there's no way to fix the Broncos. That's where I'm at. Broncos only scored 20 plus points once this season and averaged 13 points. A game. Yeah, their average is going down. We need them to score 16 points at this game to get the average back up. Oh, yeah. Any tips for potty training? We're about to go down that road. Uh, we have talked about Hackett, but uh, Derek Wolf thinks he's bad. I've been trying to give him time, but the offense has looked horrible with two different quarterbacks. It's looked horrible against a uh, competition where they should be able to move the ball. They should be able to score points. So uh, something's not working. I think there's a lot before the game. I put up a short that said, you know, with this Brett Rippon start, we'll see how much of it has been on Russell Wilson versus how much of it's been on Hackett, because it's kind of one of those debates where we think both are bad. We want just one to be bad so that it's an easy solution. 
I mean, the, the real answer might be none of them might be the answer. But I would say the way the offense played today uh, points more to Nathaniel Hackett not uh, being the right coach for the job. If I'm, if I'm ownership, sorry, I, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're back. You're good. Sorry. If, I, if I'm ownership, I mean, I didn't hire any of these people. No. Right? They just bought this team for a record, what, $4.6 billion, $4.3 billion, something like that? Who cares? $4 billion. Four, uh, upwards of $5 billion almost. And now you have a team that's – they're seeing fans not show up to games. Right. They're seeing low-scoring games. They're seeing games that they should win, and they're not winning. And they – like, do you think that Greg Penner and – you think he's not looking at, like – think about this, right? Imagine if your father-in-law bought you a, a football team. That right? would be, first of all, <laughs> pretty fucking sweet. Right. That'd be awesome. Oh, cool. My new football team. Oh, so, well, they suck. Right. You have a new football team, right? And it's like, hey, I got to show I got to show my father-in-law I can do this. Right. You got to do whatever you got to do to make that a successful business. Because oh. I'm pretty sure oh. the team was already oh. in debt when he bought it. I'm almost positive of that. And the then team was in debt? I'm almost positive. That oh. they, like, they were cash-strapped. Pat Bullen was always oh. – like, like oh. Johnny Bullen might be out of his mind sometimes, but this dude knows that like his dad spent every cent they had on the team. Right. Like made sure they had the best of everything. Like it was yeah. all he cared about. All he cared about. It was all about winning. It's so, all that mattered. And that's what mattered. That's how you, you want to winning. You want to make money with a team. You have to win. You can't just be a, a trash team and expect it to be, you know, a return on your investment to be anytime soon. So I think they need to go in there and they just need to get rid of everything. Get rid of the whole coaching staff. Even Ever- like Evero and what's working with the defense? No, not. The, I'm talking about the offense. Okay, because like th- that's the would be the hardest thing, right? When you switch head coaches, a bunch of staff goes with it. Um, but if you could get the right coach to come in, and you could keep what's working on the defensive side of the ball, and you could do that quickly, I'm down for it at this point. And I wanted to be—I want to be fair to Hackett. Like I don't like to overreact to underperforming, but at this point, like I'm tired of it. And with cutting coaches, as long as your ownership has a ton of money, the biggest thing is you got to keep paying them, right? And this is—we've got the right ownership. Who do, it's not going to sweat, no sweat off their back yeah. to pay Hackett billion dollars to play yeah. with, right? Like they're not what it costs to run a football team in a year, they make that, they make that in half a year in just interest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. Paying all the players and everything. Yeah. It's insane. They make that an in interest. Like probably like in three months they might make, they probably make that. Yeah. They, so, so they just, there just have to be somebody that's an obvious improvement who can come I, in and I, do it. I would, I would knock that stadium down, build a new one. Ooh. Yeah. Knock it down, build a build a new one, build build up the nightlife around it. Make you know what I mean? Make it like a, make it like a place where you can have a an NBA or a, even an, an NBA finals game or like right or a college finals, um, the final four there. I didn't mean to say NBA. Um, you can have uh, the World Cup there. You can have Super Bowls there. You can have concerts in the winter there. You can like make it. A, you can do monster truck rallies in there. You know. It's got to be multifunctional, yeah. right? And it's got to. Barry Jones wrote the playbook on this, right? Oh yeah. 
it's what everybody wants to do now. Like it's what they're hoping is going to happen in LA. I mean, it's that place is supposed to be pretty impressive. So. Yeah. It looks awesome. I, I want to check out that, uh, the new stadium would be great with the amount of people that live that have moved here and that are keep moving here to Denver. Like I, it just makes sense to me, like build a place that is like a staple of the city. And it's not like an, it's not like some, cause it's hard to get into it. First of all, it's hard to like, the traffic is miserable. No, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah. It's miserable. Yeah. Right. I was just there. So, it's not easy down and make it a parking lot that's where people park and then they have buses take them to the game that would work that iconic they just need to attach it to casa bonita <laughs> the new stadium needs to be attached to casa bonita you work with the south park guys it all makes sense first they just got to get a good football team because it's hard to justify building a new stadium if you're not people winning. lose interest in the team right yes so they but- do have six thousand people not and, and i think that was a generous i think Probably. of them because it looked real sparse in there i was people were sending me pictures and they were like you would believe it and i remember yeah, i remember when i was when i was playing the eight years i was playing there even the last four that were you know we were piss poor playing terrible we still it was like two thousand no shows and we were like oh man like come on two thousand yeah. now it's like they're saying now they think they're trying to hide the fact that there was ten thousand no shows and Say six, eight hundred. <laughs> like I just, they know how to massage those numbers, but yeah, it's sad. Brandon, it's like, Brandon, they were leaving the game at an overtime. Don't, why was that that game? I'm like a max exodus. Well, uh, as somebody was there, I think a lot of people had to go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, right. I know. I swear to God, because I already defended this. It looked like a lot of people were leaving, and some people definitely left, which you never see during overtime. It's bizarre that that happened, but I don't think it was as many people as they actually wanted. What I will say is all the people that stayed, Broncos and Colts fans, even though the Colts won, everybody was equally disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there was no worry about Colts fans and Broncos fans fighting each other because everybody was just like, we I'm both- sorry, man. They're like, no, I'm sorry. Like, no, no, no. I'm fucking sorry. This game is so horrible. <laughs> it was like the most passive, weird sort of atmosphere I've ever seen. Um, but I don't know. I think do you think that part of this part of this like the letdown is because it was such a buildup for this season? Yeah. Like oh, they, 100%. they hyped this dude. Russell Wilson got hyped up so heavy, it's unreal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everybody's under the pressure that impression except for uh angry seahawks fans that he was still very good not a perfect quarterback but like you know he should come in here and after three weeks yeah i mean you think he's gonna be no and last year like he gets hurt in the middle of the year he fucks up his finger he comes back from that too early he plays like two bad games but outside of that it wasn't like he was horrible he was still pretty good and we were looking at like Russell Wilson injured in the middle of the year, misses a few games and he still has a great touchdown interception ratio. We're like, we'll take those extra touchdowns. Like oh. that's more touchdowns than we're getting all season, but now it's worse. Somehow our expectations went higher and our offense is even worse. And so yeah. like the outrage is even more vocal and all the primetime games early, that have killed the Broncos because oh. there's even more national attention on it 
and not just like people criticizing a team not winning. They're pissed off because the football games have been so bad. Like people are legit angry that they've had to spend three and a half hours watching our team. And we've, we've, the Broncos have taken games into overtime with all of that bad play. So it's like everything, if you were writing a script and you're like, can I make this go as poorly as possible for this team? Like we hit all of those bullet points so yeah. far. Yeah, they're hitting they're setting us up for a redemption story, right? Well, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping the worst part about all this is that we don't even get a good draft pick. Oh, I know. You know, it's like yeah, and Seahawks fans are just sitting there like this. Oh yeah, they just crank like sending all that bad energy this way. Just like yeah. just fail. It's I like I show every single day, and I have to talk about this terrible offense. And then it's like, you know, how many, how much more can of ripping on Russ can we really do? Because no, I mean, I think we saw tonight that like, hey, it's clearly a poorly ran team. Yeah, starts yeah, at the this, top, man. Like that sh- shit rolls downhill. That's just the way it goes. Starts at the top, and the head coach yeah. is when it comes to like on field shit, you know, and he's got. He's got like a babysitter that's supposed to be telling him when to do this and when to do that. That's obviously not working out. I feel like we got too many. There's not enough people that can really make a decision around there. There's like all these hoops you got to jump through to like get something done. Yeah. I mean, part of that was like when you go kind of so young with so many of the head coaches and coordinators, it's like, you know, there's nobody there with the experience to just be like, this is what we got to do to write this ship. Um, well, not- Clint Kubiak, who Clint Kubiak is, has the most experience on that staff, which is crazy to think about. That is crazy. Oh, dude. Not even able to coach his own guy because he's got his own coach. Yeah. And Jake- at so it's at like- your party, I talked to Gary Kubiak and just made an ass of myself. I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> What's what'd that? You, what'd you say to him? I just went up to him and like I wanted to like uh, I wanted to like impress him and like talk football and I just started like rambling and like you know when you're talking to somebody and no you know they want to get away from the conversation <laughs> I don't I don't experience that a lot he was like super nice but I was just like oh my god he <laughs> and I asked him some like long-winded football question and he was like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I was a little drunk to give myself some credit, but well, uh, my party was—they didn't have beer there; it was only liquor. Well, I mean, that's all I drink anyway. But uh, yeah, there's no excuse. I just got excited to see him. I was like, I want to say something football smart, and then I just started rambling. Yeah, but anyway, it's all right. His his son, uh, most experienced. How much? How many years? I don't know, but I—he's been around <laughs> forever, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's got the most experience on the staff. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. As far as the direct coach. And he's not even able to really coach his own guy. It's crazy. No. Well, what's weird about it is it feels like if they were running the Kubiak, Shanahan-style offense, that they would be having success because it feels like that's what Russell Wilson is built to just do really well. Yeah, but that's what they're doing. The play action, the boots, get those rollouts in space where he's great. <sighs> And like, I, I mean, honestly though, like I watched that game today and I'm like, you know, Brett Rippon wasn't great, but I'm a little, I'd be a little more worried as a Jets fan with Zach Wilson because he like Russell Wilson has the ability to escape 
all of these like he, I'm like he's really hard to sack, but then he doesn't have the arm to make any like crazy throws later. Yeah. So yeah. suck it, Jets. Mahomes. Yeah, he doesn't have the Mahomes, but and like Russell Wilson used to do that shit. Yeah. Get anyway. away, get away, and make something happen. Yeah. And that's all right. All that we saw him doing that. We saw Russell Wilson doing that in the first quarter last week. Yeah. In the first quarter, and then where did that go? I don't know. Yeah, when did the hammy get hurt? Oh, just stay, stay in there. Why would you stay in there? You can't. They can't block anybody. They they yeah. a simple fire zone blitz and it's over. And <laughs> this week they come out. The offense line comes out and plays pretty good. Yeah. No, I, protection was better. Um, I don't know. It's like when one thing looks bad one week and then it looks good the other week, something else looks way worse. Yeah. Like it's just the way it's been. Game. Yeah. It's like a tug of war. Yeah, but one side just lets go every time. It's really disappointing, man. It, it's. I had a high expectations for this team. Yeah, we all energy, did. Energy in that building during training camp was great. And then yeah. I, I'm, I'm a ma- I can imagine it's probably pretty – it's pretty that like you lose one game and it sucks to come into work because it's like, everybody's going to be in a bad mood. Right. You lose this many in a row. Yeah. You're just asking for mutiny. Yeah. I mean, I know you, you say like you talked to McManus a little bit, but have you talked to anybody about like the vibe there? <laughs> uh, not really. I talked to, I mean, I talked to a couple of different coaches on the staff and, and, and things, but and they're just like, man, it is like, they're, it's like which you know they could obviously they're not going to tell me like the truth you know right. but they're like you're, you're oh, the like, enemy now they can't give you the, they can't be they can't just everything but they're like you know it's you know guys are still sticking together and you know it, for the most part it's like it's still a family environment but the coaches only know so much you know like if i and i and i think as a defensive player i'm not even blaming the player the offensive players i'm looking at the, the offensive staff yeah like, what do you guys do? That might be a saving grace. Like, just get a first down. Just go for the first downs. First down, <laughs> first, first down, first down. And then get to the red zone and, and work on your red zone game plan. Yeah. I mean, well, the red zone was a huge problem, too. It's. Yeah, I'd wor- like to look up a stat about how many third downs the Broncos have had. Because I feel like they've had to have more third downs than any other team. More unsuccessful um, ones, too. Yeah, and then they, they convert like one or two, and then they're done. They're a little better than three and outs. Their punting yards, they had the second most punting yards. Uh, <laughs> let me see if they're still second most or if they passed the commanders. Uh, oh, damn it. Then I'll like, um, we, we can end this pot. Yeah, the second most punting yards. That's what we'll end with. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate a, Derek Wolf. It's a depressing day. It's just depressing. Yeah, it's hard. Would have been cool to talk about a win and be excited. Yeah. You Are can you listen to Derek on the fan every weekday in Denver. What are you guys? Two to six now. Two to six. Yeah, in the afternoon drive. Four hours. Uh, at least we can talk should... about the Nuggets. And... What's that? We can talk about the Abs and the Nuggets too, and. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fun to talk about. Everybody's like, do the abs. I'm like, I don't know enough about hockey, but I do like winning, so. <laughs> <laughs>
This is where we ended. Do you want anybody to follow you anywhere, Derek? Do it now while your daughter's being adorable. <laughs> follow, follow my Instagram, DerekWolf95. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter Derek underscore Wolf95. All right, that's enough. Awesome. Uh, thanks for coming in and filling in for Will, Derek. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. Check him out on the radio. He's killing it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later in the week. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, fumbles not included. Uh, If you're going to look at a game coming up i don't know and my team is there i would take the over on fumbles to make things even sweeter you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long just download the DraftKings sportsbook app now right now go do it are you did you do it come on and use code dnvr to get 200 dollars in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game that's code dnvr only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details